to recognize signs he is husband material before the second date. Hey babes, it's Britt Lee, the Goddess Nurturer, and I'm coming to you today with another episode on using subconscious influence to improve your love life. Now, subconscious influence is a subliminal psychological technique that could be used for evil, yes, <laughs> but in your case, you're much better off using it to mutually benefit both yourself and the person you are trying to connect with. It works very well for easing the awkwardness and facilitating intimacy much quicker than you normally would without this technique, okay? Now, the truth is, when you're dating and looking for something real, it is crucial you be able to gain insight into the real them, right? <laughs> Sooner than later, hopefully. And I know it's part of the dance, you know, the whole, the fun of it, so to speak, to draw out that mystery as long as you possibly can. But we want the right kind of mystery, right, ladies? We don't want to waste our time unnecessarily when we could be really building a strong connection with someone who is ready for the same thing that we're looking for. And really, it doesn't take months or years to figure out whether he could be Mr. Right. You just got to achieve a certain amount of objectivity to see the signs for what they really are. People tend to give themselves away very quickly. They tell on themselves quickly. The issue women tend to face, though, is having that detachment from our own inner chatter, which is caused by our our needs, right? Our impatient desires, our timeline, or whatever it is that we think is the most pressing thing at the time. It gets in the way of us being able to listen, to learn who the person is that we are truly dealing with. So if you're really listening and attempting to connect with your person from the very beginning, you should have a pretty good idea where his head and heart lie where you could potentially fit into his plans, or if he even has any plans to begin with, right? And you can do this, I would say, at least 80 to 90% before date number two, okay? How? By mastering your art of subconscious influence to cold read your potential dude. That's right. We are going to learn how to read him for filth, girl, okay? <laughs> SI also helps you determine whether you'd be a good fit without having to make your date feel like he's on a job interview. So we've talked a little bit about subconscious influence on the podcast before. I believe it was the last episode. It's your ability to uncover information or use information you already have gained to move a process along more smoothly. It can be a powerful tool in a long-standing relationship for building the confidence of your partner and deepening your bond. When you've been seeing somebody and you want to prove that you are the one, subconscious influence can also help you to understand your partner's heart and what it takes to pull those strings, okay? But when you're in the very early stages of a connection, you can use it to cold read a guy and draw out more information than he typically tell you on his own or even as a result of direct questioning, right? <laughs> Why is that? Well, what do most people do on a first date? They stumble awkwardly through conversation, asking and answering the same generic questions, usually the safest way possible, 
as to give a good first impression. We all want to make a good first impression. And as social beings, we are wired to reciprocate our words and our actions. We unconsciously respond to and mimic one another's body language, helping us to build a better rapport. And when asked a question, we naturally return the question to keep the conversation flowing smoothly and avoiding pauses and like, you know, to make it seem like the conversation is not just about us, to to throw the ball back at the other person and give them the chance to shoot, okay? The thing is to truly get at a person's intentions, feelings, and latent desires, you want to keep them talking about them, (laughs) not constantly asking and redirecting the questions back to you. Also, you want to move past small talk, which doesn't always happen on the first date because it's already weird enough, you know? You don't want to also seem like you're pushy or like you're trying to dig too deep right off the bat. So that means we have to get a little more sneaky to get the information that you're really looking for. Not only that, but at this stage of your connection, it is highly unlikely that you'll even get a full range of information that you're seeking. Again, your date is going to want to present himself in the best possible light. This is why you go months talking to a guy only to find out he's really a huge asshole (laughs) or just nowhere near ready for the level of commitment that you are looking for, right? That is because it takes a little while to get comfortable with someone. But when they've gotten comfortable, then you start seeing the real them. Then you've peeled back those layers and you're like, oh, so you've been wasting my time. (laughs) Okay, I got you. No, we want to avoid all that, okay? We want to avoid the situation where he simply told you, Or led you to believe what it is that you wanted to hear or what you wanted to believe. Which is very easy to do when you are already so connected with your desires and your needs off the jump. Making you only recognize the times when he's validating those desires and those needs. And completely ignoring the rest. Make sense? He might spend 10% of the time validating those needs and you're checking them off. And then ignoring the other 90%, which is very, very important and weighs much more. So how can you avoid this using subconscious influence? You first want to make him feel comfortable enough to express genuine emotion. You must present yourself as charismatic and confident as possible. That means coolly detaching as though you aren't looking for anything from him. You don't need anything from him. You are just two adults enjoying one another's company. Now, this is important because when a man feels like you are trying to get something from him, he automatically clams up. He gets uneasy, nervous, or even defensive, making it difficult to read him on a deeper level. You don't want to be that girl. In reality, you really don't want or need anything from this person in particular. You don't. You don't even know one another yet (laughs) to feel any type of pressure one way or the other like real pressure there's just nothing there to support it sure there's a small amount of pressure to impress your date that's completely natural you want to look your best you want to present your best self but neither of you have anything to lose at this point there's no skin in the game you're just two people getting to know each other so if it leads somewhere that's great and if not that's okay I need you to First of all, come into that energy before you even come into this date. 
it's okay if it doesn't go anywhere. You had a nice meal. You had a nice conversation, hopefully. is what it is. There will always be another guy. You are a smart, attractive woman with the world at your feet. There will always be another man. So just keep it cool, okay? <laughs> but do be completely there with him. Don't be checking your phone. Look him in the eyes and truly engage with this person as though at this moment, your time with him is all that matters. Converse with him lightheartedly and listen to him as though he is giving you the secrets of the universe. Don't cut him off. Don't be in a hurry to agree or disagree with him. Show you are willing to devote all of your attention to him. Make him comfortable. Smile and be your genuine self with him. Remember, you are just there to have a good time and connect with this person on a human-to-human -human level. You are not thinking of where this is going. You have no agenda. Now, I don't want to confuse you. Of course, your real agenda is to read this man <laughs> and to figure out if he has some of the traits that you're looking for in hubby material. However, the way to discover that is to do the counterintuitive thing, which is just being there, enjoying him, his presence, and needing nothing from him. This is because it allows you to go in with a mentality that is weightless, completely free of pressure and a need to accomplish a certain goal here, okay? And this will register with him as confidence and allow you to build better rapport from the jump. So that's number one, make him feel comfortable enough to reveal his real emotion state. Now, second, continue building on that rapport with small talk and light conversation. As your conversation continues, pay attention to his body language, checking for signs he is relaxed and open. Relaxed and open means he is at a neutral emotional state. His thoughts are no longer racing. He may be a little less on or cool than he was before. And the energy between you will lighten. You should be able to feel this. As the energy lightens, you should get a feel for his general disposition and character. Somewhat, okay? I'm not talking about in depth here, but you should get a general feel for who this guy is. Is he serious? Or is he more witty and childlike and fun? Is he talkative or quiet? Is he friendly or cool-natured? You can test his state by noticing the difference in him speaking on, say, the weather or the ambiance of the restaurant versus his job and his family. Notice the changes in his tone of voice, how he speaks to you, his pitch, the speed with which he's speaking, the freedom with which he lets his words go. Or maybe it's the opposite and he doesn't speak. He gets quieter. His facial expressions or the way he shifts his body when speaking. These slight variations can tell you when he's feeling neutral versus passionate versus irritable or whatever the emotion is by whatever the subject is you're speaking about. Third, after you have gotten an idea of his nature and you feel the energy has lightened between you, you want to begin eliciting information, which is the art of getting him to voluntarily give you private information without you having to ask questions, okay? It's kind of like fishing for information, but 
on a much more, hmm, I don't want to say sneaky because that sounds so uh, dark, <laughs> but you're, it's not so direct. It's indirectly fishing for information. Eliciting will do a couple of things, okay? First, it will keep the alarm from going off in his head about your questions, some of which he may have not wanted to answer outright, he will now get a sense of safety because the conversation is it's just a conversation. You're in flow. You're not in an interview, okay? And since those, com those alarms are not going off, he will naturally begin to associate you with someone that he enjoys talking to because the conversation seems so easy. You're easy to talk to which means he will want to spend more time with you. you. That's an easy switch, ladies, from asking 30 questions and feel like you're at an interview and, I mean, who really enjoys going to an interview, seriously, versus having a easy conversation. Have you ever been in an interview where it just flowed and it's like, oh, I like this. I want to work here. This is a, This atmosphere is soothing to me. I like talking to this person. I want to talk to this person more. I wish this person was my boss or my supervisor or whatever. That's what you're going for here, okay? Without him even realizing it, you can have the same exact conversation. The only difference is, is that you are asking a bunch of questions in one and making him feel uneasy <laughs> versus eliciting with statements in another and making him feel like the conversation was flowing naturally, okay? Eliciting also helps you to uncover more information than you might have if you had just asked directly. When you ask a lot of questions during a date, especially ones that make it clear you are in a rush to get something from him or lock it down ASAP, the other person is going to feel like he's under a microscope and being studied. And the last thing you want to do is turn off your date when you are trying to cold read him or work in your influence. You want him under your spell at all times, feeling like he has hit the date lottery and possibly, I don't know, even met the woman of his dreams, maybe. So instead of asking questions to figure out where his head is when it comes to relationships, use statements to get him talking about subjects contributing to his identity, perhaps the heaviest factor on a man's commitment scale or any scale for that matter identity it is huge for the masculine okay identity encompasses his self-image how he sees himself his self-esteem how he feels about himself and his sense of individuality who he is as a person it's who he sees himself as being or becoming growing into right in the near future his personal values contribute to his identity which is the driving force behind his major life goals and life decisions. So if you want to know what kind of man you're dealing with, you've got to get a clear idea of how he sees himself and what he wants for his life. Here are a few statements you could use to see exactly that. On the first date, in order to elicit the information you need, to see if he's husband material, okay? Let's see. Statement number one. I bet you had a happy childhood. 
I bet you had a happy childhood. Instead of asking about his family, right, and his upbringing, say this. I bet you had a happy childhood or some form of that and pay close attention to his reaction. You are here to learn about this person, not necessarily to compare your story to his. Keep that in mind. This is where women often get sidetracked early on. We want so badly to deepen the bond by finding similarities between us that we miss out on important details and clues. Just listen. After making that statement, I bet you had such a happy childhood. Notice his body language. Does he brighten up or get stiff? Does he smile or get serious? Does he jump into stories about his childhood or give a quick reply and change the subject? Hmm. The way he reacts to this will give you clues as to how he relates to his family and possibly the family dynamic overall. If you get a negative reaction, it could necessarily or doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't want a family. There are plenty of men who had rough upbringings, but it only contributed to their strong desire and urge to form their own healthy unit. And my husband was actually one of them. (laughs) But his childhood trauma did present a lot of issues throughout our early relationship. So just keep that in mind. When people, we're all, we are all, culmination of our experiences in our childhood our upbringing our conditioning right and so it depends on how that person related to that conditioning what lessons they got from that conditioning the lessons could have been on the positive and on the spectrum as in I don't want to do my family and my future this way I want to be different on the opposite end it could have been that they internalized what it was on the more negative side, saying, this is what I know. This is what I know how to be. I don't know any other way to love or show affection, etc. So these are the type of things that you will get to see when you're reading a person, detaching from your own needs from them and seeing exactly who they are and how they view themselves, okay? What kept my husband going, for example, was his certainty and his stubborn dedication to have a strong family of his own. He sees himself as a family man. I've coached dozens of other women, a good handful I can think of right now, who relayed that same information to me when it came to the men they went on to successfully date and marry or form long-term commitments with these men almost from the very outset expressed to them (laughs) a deep desire to have a family to be in a long fulfilling relationship to have dozens of kids whatever it is they were not shy about this it was a certainty it wasn't something that was constantly being questioned or does he want this or doesn't he want this because it was so deeply rooted within who they saw themselves to be, their identity, their sense of self, okay? So pay a close attention to the vibe that you get when you ask that question. You could also ask, well not ask, it's not a question. (laughs) Let me rephrase. When you say that statement, you could also form another statement as to his relationship with his parents or his parents' relationship and what he witnessed there. Your parents 
must have been really good together. Or um, I can tell you have a good relationship with your mom. These are things now that obviously you can't just say that randomly. It would have to have been some type of <laughs> communication or feeling that you get maybe a nurturing feel, something like that, that would lead you to go down that path when it comes to a man's mother. These are just some examples of things that you could use. All right, let's go on to the next statement. Tell me about your dream. I know you must have one. Every man past a certain point of development in his life has a vision for his life. How does he react when you mention his dream or his vision? Does he light up and talk your ear off or does he stumble over his words caught off guard? A man's vision is an important piece of his identity and Whereas women tend to speak in emotion, right? In feelings. We speak feelings, we speak emotion. Men more so speak and respect goals. So if he doesn't seem to have any, that is a big red flag. <laughs> if he seems unsure, it can be another red flag. Unless you are at a point where you don't mind trying to build with him in that way and potentially come second to him finding himself or creating stability for himself because stability is huge in a man's life. These could be potential issues. You want to be mindful of his response. Also, if he says that he's just focused on him, believe him, sis. He's trying to tell you right now that work is his girlfriend <laughs> or he's focused on being more secure and stable in himself before making space for another person or other things on a serious level in his life. Careful of being so focused on wanting him that you can't hear him over the sound of your heart racing. It's huge. Man's vision is huge. So keep that in mind, okay? Next statement. Aw, you have kids? I love kids. Tell me about them. Or... Oh, you have kids? I love kids. It must be tough being away from them. Now say what you want, but you can tell a lot about a man by the way he is with his kids. <laughs> and a man who truly values family will not be okay with not seeing or having a relationship with his kids. Your goal isn't to start some type of debate or get him upset, all right? That's not what we're trying to do. Again, First of all, this obviously won't apply to everyone. You don't say this to someone who don't that doesn't have kids. That goes without saying, right? But again, you are looking for body language and first reactions to the subject of his children. If he goes on a rant about his baby mama or in contrast, beams and whips out photos, those are two different messages, right? <laughs> they will tell you two completely different things. If he is obviously bothered, it's a sign that his situation is not in alignment with his identity or his self-image. However, the circumstances will tell you a lot about his character and what he is willing to do, i.e. his actions to make his situation align with his image of who he is as a man and as a father, period. Whether somebody is bothered by something or not, Honestly, it doesn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things. It's what you're willing to do about it. 
So these are just a few ways to elicit information about a person that you are getting to know without trying to push them or bombard your way into their personal life or make them feel like they're on a job interview. Important information that can tell you if you are headed down the right track with hubby material or whether you should rethink deleting your dating profile. (laughs) There are so many ways to use subconscious influence to your benefit in relationships, and we'll be getting into more of them in the near future, so don't worry. There are also so many ways you yourself, though, can benefit from subconscious influence via hypnotherapy to become the woman of your dreams and create your best life. And lucky for you, I am now accepting new clients ready to master their minds and slay some serious goals. So I'm not sure as as some of you will know and some of you won't. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist and relationship coach. And um, I'm now offering a huge special for new clients who are ready to get it together and really, really create the lives of their dreams. So if you are interested and want more information, email me at thegoddessnurturer at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Goddess Nurturer podcast and YouTube channel so you never miss out on an episode on mastering your influence for success in love and career. I'll see you soon, goddess. Bye.